Hey, folks. Hello. Good morning. So we were talking about the idea that if you're joining a fairly decently sized tech company as your first job out of school, and you're working with some like, you know, high level people, and you look at them, you might not realize like it seem it might seem like they're not working very, very hard. And yet, they know a bunch of things, things come easy to them, they have great ideas, they have great solutions. And it might make the person who just joined feel like they don't have this in, like natural ability to do the same, which might cause some imposter syndrome. And so the question is like, well, of course, we know that those people didn't just get these abilities, they worked a lot at some point in their career, like extremely hard, like, you know, 80 hour weeks or something like this, like very, very focused on learning something. And then they get to the point where they can relax a little bit in their career. And they, it seems to others like they're a little bit um, like naturally talented. So the question becomes like, number one, how do we make this investment in people's careers known so that people realize like they got to do it at some point if they really want to make this a career? And two, how does that work in practice? Hmm. So I think that gets at the point that I think is just a pretty well-known fact now that talent is more or less a myth. Mm-hmm. You work really hard for, to, there are exceptions. There, there are exceptionally intelligent uh, people. Uh, you know, there, there are differences in DNA, but like largely people who seem to have amazing talent worked really, really hard to get there. I think <laughs> we talked about magicians before. Magicians are the, the big one for me because it's like a tiny one minute trick could take up to five years to get the fine motor skills to actually pull off the really, really difficult stuff that you don't see as difficult. You just see it as like magic. Uh, And I, I, you know, maybe it's the same feeling for some engineers. You look at what they're doing. You're like, yeah, that, that looks like magic. That's a, that's, that's incredible. I don't know how you did that. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, <clears throat> two things. I think those people who are coasting, it seems like, are also probably deathly afraid that whatever they're doing is be- going to become irrelevant in a decade. Uh, <laughs> and they mm. probably feel an imperative to be, you know, like... It also stinks to be in that position too, because you feel like you uh, potentially could be really focusing on in on something that becomes irrelevant. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think that's the like that is the story I tell myself, like when I'm in the shower or having a bad day or whatever. Is like <laughs> you know, you you specialized in on you know specifically. Uh, web development, specifically front-end development, and like you know, this whole uh, metaverse thing, right, is coming, and not only is it dystopian and awful, and Mark Zuckerberg seems to... Forget metaverse, GitHub Copilot is taking our jobs today. Also, yeah. (laughs) 
and so like you look at that and you're like, oh. I mean, especially like when Artie was working on like you know WebAssembly, and I was like, oh, this is the way, and I need to learn Rust, and I'm like, I don't even have. To. And it's like, I mean, I think something to note for those people is like who are looking at the people who have the the momentum started that they have all the good ideas around something that they are familiar with is that there is FOMO for those people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you said something Rafi that that people kind of relax once they they can get to a point where they kind of relax. I don't think that's quite right. I think people get to a point where it's normalized the hard work that they do. I don't think it ever gets easier. I I I think some, so like I, I think some things get easier, but I would I would put it closer to like, um, being an athlete and working out all the time. Like it's your workouts are not any easier. It's just a thing that you've normalized in your life, and you can just do it. So I I think the people, um, who haven't gone through all of that don't understand that like, it is hard now, and it's always going to be hard. <laughs> You know, it's hard, it's hard to get out and do those things, but you start to develop these passions in certain areas and you find enjoyment in certain ways and you see the long-term benefits and that's where you really get motivated and get behind it. This might be a spicy hot take, but sometimes I wonder, so like architect level, I think. You know, for me, it's pretty clear that this person, it may seem easy. uh, And maybe they maybe they're only working 35 hours a week because, you know, they've got a family or something they need to take care of. And they figured out how to be effective. And so they get that 35 hours a week. There's I think like I see the value there. The thing that's really hard for me to see the value is, you know, and I'm not going to say that it's in my current company because I think these people actually really care. But I've seen it in other places and heard stories about other places where it's like, you know, someone who becomes a senior director and then just like is in charge of setting people, man- you know, it's not people management, but um, vision. And then like they get it kind of wrong and, you know, they don't have anyone to question them. And, you know, they make it all seem like what they're doing is hard, but like, you know, it doesn't seem like they're working very hard compared to the folks on the ground who have to deal with the consequences of their actions if they don't, you know, consult them. Uh, I guess, like, you know, it's a, a series of never-ending peaks, right? So, like, from the architect level, you could look up at that person who's just sitting there behind their Excel spreadsheets and be like, what do you even do here, man? I asked my wife this when I, when I you know, we'd been married for a while i think before i was like what do you actually do because when every time i look at her computer it's either outlook or excel or powerpoint like what do you what do you produce what do you create what are you actually doing she's like no i don't make anything (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) like what is your job she's she's in marketing for a pharma company but at a very high level i think that's true like at a very high level especially in management you're not actually doing anything you're relying on a lot of other people to do the actual work but you're very necessary in the in the in the you know going back to like cog in the machine you're you're a very important cog in the machine that at the end the machine produces the goods Ugh. well okay let's sorry i think i might have zoomed <laughs> this out a little too much let's let's go back to person starting in a tech company 
Yeah. I mean, working 80 hours a week is tough. But I mean, I mean, think about people who are going into a boot camp or even like university. Mm-hmm. I would say university can sometimes be easily definitely more than 40 hours. And but you don't but you don't have to work that long, right? And university I, I, you don't. I, I think if you have good mentorship and leadership in the area and good examples, you get excelled in a in a really important way. And I think that's the fastest way to grow people and grow teams is to give them good examples to lead and live by. And then if they're motivated, they, it just happens. Because I think, um, actually, I've been noodling on this for a while. There are there are there are certain people who can approach a problem, and it feels again like kind of magic like they like they get it so quickly and so easily and how does that happen i think it's because in their history at some point they went super 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 deep on something mm-hmm. so the you know and, and so there's like there's a difference between a person who uses react and uses use a use effect proficiently um versus a person who understands exactly what react is doing under the hood with use effect and it's an important difference it it doesn't change the work output, but it does change that moment when something slightly unfamiliar happens, or is or is necessary, right? Or there's like a weird bug, and the person who's like, oh yeah, I use effect a thousand times. This is how you use it, and they might not understand the nature of this bug that came up. Whereas the person who went deep enough on on something on almost, I'm thinking anything, right? You go really deep on one thing and you now have this like expanded mindset and knowledge where you can better approach generic problems in general and that's the worst part of automation period like our job is knowing something just enough to be dangerous um like automation like the ai and automation is scary and i'm I'll bring it back. Is is scary because no one really knows how like AI is just what we do super duper meta and like to bigger bigger levels of power to the point where no one like actually no one knows how it works. In some ways, some of the program some of the programming tools that we use are magic to people and no one actually knows how they they work even though they rely on them day in day out like i know someone who i uh, worked with with you all who like went and just like read the git source code and then actually understood how you know the the graph worked inside of git and nothing like the fact that you could have dangling commits like w- wasn't something that was like scary they understood the implications of it that's great but also, like, how do you expect someone... I think the trick is to figure out what thing to go deep on. Let me let me chime in here for a second. So, Dan, you just, like, bringing back the point you mentioned earlier, which is, like, yeah, it's not that people are not working hard. They are, but, like, the level increases and, and like... But it, it, the confidence comes in. So that mm. if you're somebody who's new... Or, or, or like you, you lack this knowledge to feel confident in your ability, maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's like you don't care what will be thrown at you. You know exactly 
Well, you know that you will solve it. Yeah, but there's also a level of job security there too, right? Like, like you're if you're a senior engineer at a high level, you're probably pretty. You, you know, there's a cushion there, and that even if you fail, it's not that, you know. Yeah, that's. that's, I think that's another side of it. I think it's yeah. There, I think there are compounding factors for this poor soul that just gets into their first job <laughs> so then so then like i'm connor's thing so like you can know enough to be dangerous i think there's two kinds of people one kind of people one kind of person is is okay i'm not confident that i can solve this problem but i'm like socially great at figuring out how to like get help and like you know make sure that the problem is framed correctly and it's not going to be overwhelming for me and then you have the other kind of person who like takes all the burden themselves and says, no, I will, I must know every single area of this problem and be self-reliant completely. Right. And so like, if you're, if you're the first kind of person, what's the motivation to go deep and to know like what the Git stuff is doing? Like who cares? What's the, what's the motivation there? Well, so that the second scenario there is that's not the going deep that I think is healthy because. No, it's not, but that's the, that's the, yeah. I think that's like why people go deep. Um, and I think those folks have that expectation that everyone else behaves like that too, which is totally unhealthy and not psychologically safe. I can think yeah. of some, some examples I've seen in my own life. I think that first person, by the way, is me. Like I'm, and I think I did go deep on. I, I did try and understand and like read through the React source code and like try and figure out one framework and understand it well. And yet, there is so much that has just come and gone and I don't really understand and I really rely on a lot of people and I think sometimes those people who are in category number two need someone like someone in category number one to help mm-hmm. frame the the problem appropriately and um, or a manager to tell them to get out of the freaking rabbit hole all the time uh, like there's there's a difference yeah. between like getting in being being proficient sufficient <laughs> at your job getting tickets through <laughs> That's step one, right? Like that's the minimum. That's the basics. And then you got to look for a mentor and you got to find somebody that's willing to invest time in you. And this is where I think a lot of the imbalance of uh, diversity and, you know, biases come in because it really is, I think, extremely effective to have a really good mentor who is who is putting their heart and soul into helping you become better. Um versus not having that is it's just a huge a huge difference yeah by the way connor just quickly uh i i I do think i'm in the category number two at least for some part of it maybe not all the way but uh maybe not all the time but at least some of the times i am and it's largely because let's say you want to like build like let's say let's say you dream about building your own company or something or your own product you realize like how like if you if you if you slice everything to like oh well this is this job this is that job this is that job and you don't have you don't have any desire to like cross those boundaries or go deeper in these areas then you will never have like that like that's like that dream dies right so i think that's part of the motivation for the category two people it's not necessarily like oh everyone should be like me it's more like oh i don't want to be in a situation like that i cannot dream about my dream i want to just at least dream it never mind if it's going to happen or not (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. But it's, but tough. it's not psychologically safe. 
it's not it's not a, it's not a good thing to have all the time for every single scenario of course and and i think it's probably yeah. not a good thing for category one to have all the time either probably there's a balance of when it makes sense and when it doesn't yeah number one won't get anything done <laughs> like if they don't if they don't have the ability to do it right they won't get anything done on their own um and number two right like could build something uh and and not understand the broader context too um, I'm not saying that's in your case here. I, I think actually, I know you're characterizing yourself as number two, but I think you're. This is not a this is not a binary, uh, obviously. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, Spectrum, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. also based on the situation. But the the but the reason that the going deep and taking everything up upon yourself is not healthy in that in certain scenarios is because if it if it comes from a place of anxiety and needing to understand everything yourself and just like taking the full burden of something that takes other people years and and expecting that you're going to try and chug through it in two weeks because that's what you think people do um, that's very different than going deep on something because you literally can't pull your eyes away from the code because you think it's so interesting and that's yeah like, that's another factor right yeah you like you like <laughs> i wrote this doc yesterday actually it's called the uh, engineering uh um fashion maybe i should have called it vanity or something because it's like I, I i i didn't know where to put like this list of things that i'm building up of things that don't actually matter that you don't actually need as an engineer i'm putting like vim in this category um, but they are things that it's no coincidence that people that really nerd out for a long time and get really passionate about stuff, they really care about these things and they really talk about them for hours and hours and hours. And now I'm becoming one of these people. Uh, but but it's 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 interesting to keep a list of these things and say like, look, if you are if you're into any of these, like that, you can go deep on these, and they are. Um, I hate to say synergistic, but they apply to a lot of other things that you'll encounter. And in the meantime, be be pragmatic and get the freaking job done right to the expectations of your manager. So you know, set set expectations with your manager and fulfill those expectations. Fine, but like, don't focus on this. Goes back. I think we talked about this last time too. Don't focus on success. Focus on mastery, yeah. because that's long term success. Just falls out of that. And if it doesn't, you just change jobs we're in, a, we're in a luxurious position to be able to say like you can just change jobs if that doesn't happen dan do you feel like uh maybe the term status symbol would would kind of appeal there oh yeah 100 yeah. yeah, like percent. this is what when i first was mentoring um i think it was the first person i was mentoring i was, i i said if you learn vim as the first thing in your career you forever will have nerd cred that will follow you around you know, and it and it doesn't make any logical sense, but it's so true. <laughs> I I know someone who was a financial advisor, and they chose a building that had a nice view, and they leased a very very nice big luxury car, and they parked it out front. The inside of the building was kind of not, you know, it wasn't anything fancy, but it was. They had this beautiful view, and whenever you walked in, all you could see was his, you know big blue luxury car and every time he told me he said 
I can't actually afford this car. What this is, is it's to make people believe that what I'm going to do is actually going to help them because they see the success that I've seen. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a similar thing. uh, You know, uh, if you were to learn Vim early on in your career, it's like, well, you're trying to convince people you're something that you're not. Um, I think Vim is something that, uh, I don't know why I'm talking about, why I like, like zoomed in on Vim here, but like, it is a, it is a really great tool. Like, and you know, all, all the other tools you could use and it's no better than any, like, you know, just because you chose a, a sedan doesn't mean that a big SUV wouldn't be equally impressive or useful for something that he's trying to do. Um, I mean, so I don't know. I would I would tell people to avoid status symbols as the thing to go yeah. deep on early on. Right. So uh, I think that I think if you like, there are status symbols get you pretty far though. Like there, there's no doubt about that. Like they do get you pretty far, but they cap you also, right? They they probably like limit you in some ability in in terms of like getting to a um like there's a there's an engineer I'm thinking of who is probably the most humble person I've ever met. Very, very, very extremely humble. Even even though this person probably has a mastery of a topic, you'd probably never know by talking to this person, debating about this topic. They'd make you feel equal in the conversation all the time. They'd value your opinions, you know, and they would they would help you come up with the ideas that uh, that were like impressive and and that that I think is like you cannot get there if you have a if you have a if you're like going with the status symbol approach. Oh yeah. I mean that's I feel like that's the uh it's the peak of the human experience. <laughs> right? Is like he's he's not or this sorry, I don't know this person's a he. Sorry, that was a bad assumption. This person that you're describing is viewing themselves as a bigger part of a larger picture, a fabric of other humans. And they're trying to help enable that human because we all benefit from it rather than trying to posture. Um, Posturing is like a very real human uh, mechanism of success. For those of us who are not strong, I was actually listening to another podcast where someone was describing this, but it's like it's an evolutionary uh, adaptation where like you know the humble people don't tend to be rewarded in darwinian terms um but i think it's kind of counterintuitive but that is the peak human experience is to is to if like if we could i'm thinking actually someone now who's in our office who you know spent all this time they they were given a job to literally outfit the office with like every single piece of decor that was awesome and they built a light wall that has a game you can play that has you know connect you walk off the elevator and it recognizes you and it's amazing it blows your mind you're like oh wow and he's like you know what i really want is just everyone to feel like they could make this office theirs too and i was like i love that you're saying that and also no one will ever do that like i want to do like someone will and we'll find that person there but it will be like three people out of a thousand right um that's it's so rare and like i'm not how can we encourage people to do that when there's dollar signs associated with going the status symbol route yeah yeah 
And this person did suffer in that regard. Like this person is high level, but got there way too late, in my opinion. Would would have would have done better for themselves by by bragging and being like uh like very vocal about their accomplishments. But that's taking this that's taking the same route I was saying, right? That's like right. don't yeah. worry about about success in your career. Worry about what matters. What matters to you. But if what matters to you is success in your career, then sure. <laughs> Learn Vim. <laughs> and what's another like aspect of this person is like uh like there's you know like planning systems years ahead of its use. Like I don't know how people do this. I don't like I I like I cannot think for more than like five seconds ahead of the future. I don't understand how people can like make such great well you're tiptoeing into over engineering land there because humans suck at predicting the future. You can't you but can't engineer a system for years. In this case, in this case, the system was well done. And I I and when I walked into it, I was thinking like, you know what? This is a little bit crazy to me. Like what's going on here? And the more I learned about it, the more I was like, I cannot believe how this person had the foresight to plan the mm -hmm. system the way it is because it is exactly as complex and simple as it should be. It's funny because I feel like startups reward that kind of thing sometimes. Or that's actually not true. Well, I'd say typically startups don't reward that because they're just yeah, not Yeah, I was going to say, but startups I, worry about getting something up I've been in t I've I've been privy to two startups code that I looked at and the systems I looked at. And I was like, this is actually pretty impressive how future-proof you, you didn't. Mm -hmm didn't make too many assumptions when you started out because you wanted to be as flexible as possible and like we're reaping the benefits from that now and there's other problems but um it's pretty pretty cool i i i feel like i've conditioned myself down that that posturing route so much that at this point i'm i'm destined to be the best thing i can be is the person who connects people i've my brain is it feels like my brain's not very plastic anymore and i i want to challenge that too like maybe, maybe i can learn some more things we'll see why not learn rest right why not why not do both yeah why <laughs> not do both but you know we should be if i were to be a mentor to someone who's starting out like that maybe what i would do is like point them at all the things that i wish that i could spend some time on right now Rather than like what's just immediately useful to their job, maybe that's the secret sauce. I'm thinking about starting a business where I make a boot camp alternative to people because mm. I've done some code mentoring for a couple of years now, and time and time again, people are like, "I don't care about understanding. I just want to get through this. Please help mm -hmm. me." Mm -hmm. And it just hurts my soul. <laughs> I wish people realize the value of slowing down and and understanding what they're doing first yeah and like you said about universities like I, I mean from my from what i've seen from people these people are working way more than 80 hours per week i mean they're they're spending like they're, they're making meetings with each other at like two o'clock in the morning because there's the, that's the only time that people can have in common like sometimes people are working jobs after college sometimes people have classes and weird times and the only time they can meet to do their work together is like in the middle of the night and they do this like this is a normal thing so i mean i i can't understand like the pressure that they are under 
It's, I mean, mm-hmm. like it's incredible. So I understand the reason why they are the way they are, but it's a sad state of things. Like, how do we? This is not the. This is not a way to prepare, like people for the future, in my mind. Now imagine what we, imagine, the creativity that could come in the world if basic necessities were met, mm-hmm. right? If this person didn't have to work hard to, you know, keep the keep the roof over their head while they're doing this. Exactly. Oh, it's so good to see you both. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Good chat. Is that how we're going to do it? Okay. The end. <laughs>